0: You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And joining me today is Lena McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also check him out on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, a tough loss last night. How you doing? You holding
0: in? Yeah, it's, it's election day. Everyone go vote. By the time you're hearing this, it's probably over. But if you haven't, please go hey, vote.
1: It might not be. Well, it depends on how how quick we can get this out. Go vote <laughs> either
0: happen. way. But yes, win, lose, that was all terrible. Go vote
1: either way. <sighs> Um, so coming up on today's show, we are going to review the Cowboys loss to the Titans on Monday Night Football. Um, but before we do that, I just want to say that I think this, this may be a little overdramatic, but I feel like last night's loss for the Cowboys was one of the more depressing losses in recent memory. And that even includes the playoff games, uh, you know, I, you know, I think back to the 2016 playoffs when they lost to the Packers or the 2014 one where they lost to the Packers again in Green Bay. I felt like at least there was hope that this, the teams were going to be good for a long time. Last night, the team that I saw play was not very good, and it just seems like it's been trending in this direction for a long time. And without a first-round pick and – with a lot of guys coming up under contract extensions, it, it just it feels like they're going to be stuck with this roster for a while. I, am I overreacting in how you know how devastating of a loss this was? I, I mean, likely because,
0: just because that's the, you tend to, but <laughs> I mean, it's true. Uh, but but at the same time, I mean, I totally get it. I mean, it's it's you know the all those things that you said, and I think you know the 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 lack of first round pick is is going to be a, a, so, a sore spot that people are going to focus on for
1: sure um, but i th- Well it's part of this too. We, we we did our preview last week and we both picked the Titans and or the Cowboys, excuse me. I'm not a very optimistic person when it comes to this team, but I <laughs> felt really good going into this game that the Cowboys were going to win it. I just thought they have more talent. I thought that their strengths matched up well with the, the Titans weaknesses. And then to get kind of blown out on Monday Night Football like that, I think that's what's the most disappointing about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that that I keep looking at is that it it feels like uh it 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 feels like it's it's a whole variety of different things. You know, it's it's I mean,
1: and that's almost more concerning though, because there's not one thing you can pinpoint down at right. To, to a certain degree it is, yeah, because, you know, you you, uh,
0: you can't really, you can't really, I mean, listen, a, a, again, everyone wants to go to their, you know, their narratives about what went wrong. But, I, I mean, I think that, it, I mean, more than anything, it's, this game is like the best example of Uh, of it feeding each other, you know, like, I mean, there were times when the offense looked okay, but then, you know, once things kind of got out of whack, they, I mean, at the end of the game, it it didn't feel like they could get even a single yard, you know, it's like, no, it was terrible. They they couldn't even get any movement at all. Um, And, uh, you know, uh, it's, I, I feel like it's pretty evenly distributed, you know, I mean, I feel like there was times when Dak wasn't seeing the field, uh, Uh, you know, wasn't really seeing the field the way he should have been. I felt like there was times when, uh, you know, they weren't... I mean, the blocking, again, was really bad, you know?
1: Like, you know, and and I think that... um, All the way around, not just the offensive line, but, like, the running backs didn't do a good job blocking. Rod Smith had... He tried to cut block somebody, and it kind of just threw off the whole rhythm of the play. I mean, all the way around, the blocking was bad.
0: Yeah, and so, I mean, I guess... You know the thing about it is that like Cooper looked good. You know, he came in and looked like he We're going to get to him. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk and, to him and, in a second. But I think that but I think that outside of that like all the other changes that they had made to try to fix some of the other stuff didn't take or hasn't taken yet and and I think um you know they're they're in a tough they were in a tough spot that they had they had to win this game in order to kind of continue to have a chance. Um, but I think that clearly at this point, like they, there is some kind of disconnect between the talent and the scheme that is clearly, uh, not fixable immediately, you know, like it was, it's, it's something that is either not fixable or it's, it's not fixable, you know, through the, you know. Through the, the through a, a, a bye week you know through a, through a two weeks I mean I, I think at this point you have to start wondering if this if if the turnaround that this team would need because here's the thing like I I tend to think that the talent that there's talent on this team that there's enough talent to get get it done on this team I, I just think that they clearly are not playing up to their of their level of you know of talent I guess is the best way to put it I I don't know you know whether he, i mean i think a lot of this especially offensively goes on the offensive coordinator i don't know how much of it bleeds up to the head coach though i think he's got to be responsible for ultimately all of it so you know if if he's going to end up being on the chopping block at the end of season 2 then you know maybe maybe the next the next fallback is to get a new administration in here with this group and see what you can do with these players um but i mean you know the, the, the players. The players share a very, very healthy percentage of the blame here, as far as I'm concerned, too.
1: Absolutely. So let's go ahead and talk about Dak first. Um, I have mixed feelings on Dak. I went back and rewatched the game again today. At times, I thought he played okay. I mean, there was he had a couple really nice passes to Amari Cooper. He had a couple, you know, throws to Michael Gallup. I thought were really good. Um, but then in the second half, everything seemed to kind of fall apart. The interception was obviously bad. Uh, I'm not going to kill him too much on that one, because if you go back and watch that one, Amari Cooper got held in the end zone, and I have no idea why they didn't throw the flag. Um, but it, it, it was not a great decision, but it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen from, from Dak. Uh, but I, I agree that this is – we're at a point now where the Cowboys are almost going to have to choose between Dak and the head coach because you can't – I, I just don't see a realistic way that you can run this back with the same trio of Jason Garrett, Scott Linehan, and Dak Prescott next year, right? There, there's just there's no feasible way that this is going to work next year, right? Yeah, I can't imagine that
0: all three are certainly back. Um, you know, I, look, I I, I think uh, I tend to think that uh, that you have to get rid of the offensive coordinator at the, at the start at the very start uh, at the very least at the very yes. least i you know i i like jason garrett as a head coach and i know that's <laughs> it's a super popular opinion right now uh <laughs> how many people just turned off the podcast uh, that's fine that's fine <laughs> um but i, they I but, it, but i okay. listen i think the other issue is that you know he needs he needs to have better coaching offensive coordinator talent around him in order to be a, you know, better coach, I think. And, but at the same time, I'm not at this point, I, I am certainly not like against them firing Jason Garrett as well, because, you know, look, it, it, it's not like he hasn't been given an opportunity and I'm certainly not going to sit here and pretend like that hasn't happened. But uh I, sure. I, I think, I think that um it's not the, it, it, it I think that I can see an opportunity where they could change offensive coordinators uh if Garrett's willing to do this in s- systems and then it could still work as Garrett as head coach. I, I don't, you know, I don't I'm not necessarily I guess endorsing that anymore. Like I I I guess I was. I mean even I've kind of turned around on saying okay, I'm I'm okay with with if there needs to be change at this point, but I also am all, you know, I don't know that firing Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett like is fixing the problem necessarily,
1: and maybe it doesn't. But I think I just don't see any way that you can continue to go out there and expect things to be different. You know, I it, it might not change anything. It might not help anything. But I think you're at the point where you at least need to try something else. Um, I think it's harder to find a quarterback than it is a head coach and offensive coordinator midseason. I, Prescott has. Well, even after the season, I mean, let's play through this. If Dallas, no, no, I'm saying, say you, Dallas, where, where are you going to go find a head coach mid-season? <laughs> oh, I, it doesn't matter at this point, right? I, I, then I, why, I mean, then I, why, if, why would we fire him? Then? no, I'm saying after the year. Okay, I, I'm, okay. I guess I'm saying right now, there's no reason, there's no reason to to bring back Jason Garrett for 2019. I understand that it's hard to make moves in season and have head coaches. I I get that, but it. I think I've just seen enough to realize that I think Jason Garrett can be a good coach if everything goes right and he has, you know, the type of team he wants, but I'm just not sure if it's ever going to be good enough to get you to where you want to be. So um, we will see how it plays out. There's still half a season left. Um, I, I think we'll find out more. If the Cowboys go on a, you know, if they win their next six games and all of a sudden they're back in contention. Maybe we'll have a different tune, but The the way that I saw that team play last night, I'm I'm more concerned about them quitting over the next seven, eight games. Um, Let's pause so we can take a break so I can tell you guys about Vivid Seats. We all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team. With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save you even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app today and then use promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats, every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On. A uh, Locked On, excuse me, for $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. All right, let's talk about the offense a little bit more. You brought up Amari Cooper. Um, he finished the game with five catches for 58 yards and a touchdown. What did you think of Cooper's debut for Dallas? I mean, I think he's as advertised. Um, you
0: know, the guy is incredible incredible in his ability to get separation. I mean, his the moves that you were seeing, his footwork, his routes were just beautiful to watch. And uh, I think... Our uh, our good buddy John Oening posted a really great video of him running uh, two of his stems almost exactly the same, and then running a. Uh, it was to, two really good. Routes. I like that one. That was a great video, and I think that that kind of shows you. You know, again, a lot of people were talking about all week about how he's a go up and get it type player. I mean, he can do that and all that stuff but that's not where like that's not what makes him special what makes him special is that stuff man like the way he gets in and out of his breaks his footwork for a man his size is ridiculous so he's it's like having cole beasley imagine if cole beasley was six two that's what that's what this is like i mean that this guy separates 225 yeah so so he's a big target you can get the ball to and not worry about taking huge hits because he's built to take it a little bit better so and i think he's probably a little bit long speed faster too so uh, I, I just think that, you know, I, I think the issue, you know, here's the thing. Like, this was the first week with him. The, the, the problem, again, is that this is, you know, they come back from a bye and it's like they're already in a must win situation with an offense that, frankly, is still probably in the middle of transitioning into what all the changes that were made over the bye week. You know, like that right. that timing is just it's not great. You know, I, I think it's un. I mean, do you think it's realistic to judge Colombo's changes to the offensive line room based on this one game?
1: No, of course not.
0: So that yeah, and along those lines, I think it was it's unrealistic for us to hope that the offense was going to change so much that you know the the problems with this offense, the things the things that Cooper came in, I think helped with this offense. You saw a lot more outside wide receiver targeting. Um, you know the issue. Mm-hmm. The issue was, I think, getting get, the passing game for, for Dak. It needs to be up tempo. It, it's like that much has been clear. Like it's like the more well,
1: Jason wouldn't even mention that last time in the broadcast. Is that he's a better up tempo quarterback, and he doesn't understand why Garrett and Lenahan wait so long to go to up tempo. I do. I understand that because
0: the thought process because the whole basis of your team is, and this is the disconnect that I'm talking about. That's yes. that's the unfortunate part about this offense. The offense works best when it's in an up tempo aggressive. I mean, the the passing offense works best when it's in an up tempo aggressive attack mode, right? Like where it's 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 trying to take whatever the deep, you know, it's going after the defense. the The running game works. The the benefit of the running game is that it's eating into time and that it's a time killer and that you can use it to control the clock. But you're counteracting that whole process by trying to use the run game. The problem is is that they the run game a run game based offense that that like we talked about with Zeke Elliott and an offensive line and a solid defense requires more of a pocket passer because of the Symbiotic nature of having a, super, having a pocket. You
1: gotta be really efficient. Yeah,
0: the problem is, well, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's efficiency, but it's also like like tempo. Work, using tempo kind of work counteracts the, what you're trying to do. Like you're trying to bleed right. the clock. You're trying to you know control the tempo of the game. If you have to get into up tempo, which is basically counteracting your your you know slow tempo aspect, in order to. You know, get a third down. You know, gain. The problem is, is when they that this team needs a quarterback who can hand the ball off on first. I mean, not every down, but but I'm saying just generally, can hand the ball off at first and second down, and then get in there with an unknown passing down, even on third and eight or third and fifteen, right. and and pass it from the pocket to get a first down. Because here's here's the other part of the issue that no one wants to talk about the 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 offense was built on the on playing efficiently this offense is not played efficiently and i would say 85% of that is well 75% of that is on the is on the <laughs> offensive line and 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 because of the uh uh you know i mean people could you could look at the 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 Yards per contact, blah 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 blah. Like you can talk about like how many yards per contact. Like Dallas needs to be not just winning that, but dominating that. Because that again, the basis of this team is the offensive line. Dallas cannot have, you know, a, a a good running game they have to have an exceptional running game. They they can't, Okay, I'll and, counter wait, that. Wait,
1: wait, wait. The, pro- the problem with the running game,
0: I'm not, Go ahead. but I'm not finished. that's the whole thing. The other part of that and the part that's <laughs> killing the passing game and this is kind of I, I think I'm going to get to your point is why I'm saying is that when you have holding calls, when you're giving up sacks, mm. when you are when the offensive line is the one that is putting the 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 team behind the chains on third down consistently like that they can't they can't maintain that they they that's not the way this offense was built better or worse good or bad like if lao collins is going to get a hold or give up a sack on every single drive that we have the cowboys probably can't sustain that full time and, th- and that's you know that's not a good thing. Like, that's not necessarily – like, the Cowboys should be able to sustain that, I guess is what I'm saying. But they but they aren't able to, and that's happening. So you don't, you don't understand what I'm saying? So it's like yeah, – you, right. you either need – so, like, it was happening before, too, I think. But the difference was that that's where Romo was good, right? Like, Romo couldn't be beat on third down and long if you gave him enough time and as long as no holding call was made, you know? Like, that's where he shined. That's not so much Dak's game. Like I, I think that there is a way to get Dak to play, and a, a play at a high level and be a high level passer, a a, a higher level passer. But the, but I think the problem is is that that offense doesn't fit with the way that this offense was built. That you know what I'm saying? Like this offense is built to be a running based offense, and you know needs a quarterback who. Uh, if something goes wrong, if there's a negative play or a sack or a hold or something that can get them out of a third and long situation. That's not what, what Dak I- excels at. Dak would rather eat, you know, they'd, right. they'd rather eat away at that and then get a, stay
1: ahead of the chains the whole time. So I'm just going to kind of counter about their running game for a second. I I agree that there, this is a team that is built off their, their running game. My problem is I don't think the Cowboys coaching staff puts this running game in a good posi- position to succeed. Last night, the Cowboys had 11 first down runs, <clears throat> excuse me, 11 first down runs with Ezekiel Elliott. Of those 11 runs, only four are deemed successful runs where they gained 40% of the yards needed. Um, of those of those 11 runs, the Cowboys gained 35 total yards. Um they're not running the ball well on first down, but that's partly because teams have figured out their tendencies. They had a first down run last night of 10 defenders in the box, 9 defenders in the box, 9 defenders in the box, and the rest had either 7 or 8 in the box. So teams know exactly what, you know when the Cowboys are going to run the ball. There's no secret about it. Um, and you're getting a less efficient rushing attack. I think there's things that the Cowboys I, they want to run the ball. There's things that the coaching staff can do to put the players into better positions. To successfully run, but bringing in three tight ends or bringing in Alan Hearns down into the box on a on a first down signals that it's going to be a running play every single time. They get behind the chains, and then it is forcing Dak to have to make throws on third down and eight, and I, he's not good at that. So I just, I I know what you're saying. I just think that the coaching staff can do a better job of avoiding some of those situations. I I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, like at, at all. In fact, I'm I'm suggesting that.
0: That the problem is that they're not using their personnel the way that they should, and, and if anything, the the, the problem is is that the way you want to deploy Zeke and the way that you want to deploy Dak, like
1: they're different. I, they're, they're different. Totally different. I, and
0: I think the the problem is is that they don't the one one another don't work in the other person's offense. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, Zeke is not, but I think I, you can. I, I, I
1: think you can make Zeke fit da- Dak better than you can make Dak fit Zeke. Definitely. Like I, mean, I, I think that. I think that
0: much. Uh, uh,
1: uh, uh, yes,
0: I completely 100 percent agree with you. Only because we've we've seen one way, and it's that hasn't worked. So I, I would right. uh, obviously, I think the the, the the choice here to me is. Uh, look, if 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 the offensive line is not going to be what you think it is, then and and you're not going to get that, then there's no reason not to spread them out and to lean into that. You know what I'm saying? Like it, and and lean into what Dak does well, uh, especially now that you think you have you know kind of the the guys on the outside to accomplish that. You know, I think, or at least to better accomplish that. Uh, I think you you kind of just see what you get get you can get out of the passing game and and use Dak. A little bit more uh, as a passing back, but again, I think it's unfortunate because, of course, I think Zeke can do that side better than Dak can do the other side because I think Zeke's a more talented player than Dak is. You know, I think that's that that's not, you know, I guess controversial. I mean, really, Uh, I think that the problem with either one of them is that you're limiting what makes the each one of the other ones special. I guess. You understand what I'm saying? Like, Zeke yep. Zeke is, can do it as a receiver because he can do it all. But I don't know that that's what makes – that's his game. What, what that I don't know that that really highlights what makes him special.
1: All right. So we've got about five minutes left in the show. I want to touch on the defense Yes, <sighs> uh, from yesterday. Jeez,
0: we should have spent way more time because, frankly, the defense is more disappointing than the offense. I mean, don't you see – I mean, I agree. Yeah, I mean, like, just based on who what they were going up against, like – that's, that's the thing is that you, you can say some things about the offense just because they're going against a pr- pretty de- decent defense. But, I mean, the defense, like, despite their early success, like really laid an egg in the, the everything from the second quarter on, basically.
1: As bad as the Cowboys have, have been on offense this year, the Titans have actually been worse. Uh, this is the 30th-ranked uh, offense in both yards and points. And the Titans, for most of the second half, had no problem moving the ball up and down the field. Uh, they started the game off by trying to gift wrap the Cowboys. I don't know how many points. Uh, Mariota was strip sacked. They had a fumbled exchange. Uh, they had another play that I, I kind of think was a catch and fumble. Uh, when you that was one hundred percent that, a
0: fumble. I, I mean, the, the fact that they o- had th- the fact th- th- that they overturned feet. that to make it not a fumble is un. Believable, like they rule. I mean, I understand the whole idea that they'd rather rule it, a you know catch, blah 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 blah, so they can. But I, I mean, the fact that they ruled it that and then overturned that is is unbelievable. I mean, it shows go, you this, the disconnect in the in NFL refereeing. And they have no idea what the hell they're doing.
1: Go back and watch that. He he's actually putting his. He doesn't have a fourth foot, but that that fourth step down as the ball is coming out. So, um, I don't know, but. Marcus Mariota finished the game twenty-one of twenty-nine for two hundred and forty yards and two touchdowns. Um, I mean, they just—they just, uh-huh. were able to march the ball up and down the field. Uh, Real quick, did you see? Did you see that the Cowboys defense?
0: Did you see that tweet that someone posted where the guy posted a video of their long snapper picking the ball up four times? I did. Yeah, they the, tagged me. In it. I did see that. that one. Was uh, that's that was unbelievable. I was just laughing. I, I I just was laughing at that point because it was just like, uh, yeah, of course. You know, look. He kept picking
1: the ball up and off the ground.
0: Yeah, you know, it, it was, almost
1: like to say, to say, hey, listen, we're never going to get called for this. Uh, it, it just sucks for you guys.
0: There was anyway. There again, uh, like, there's a lot of bad, a bad no calls, calls in general um you know there, there was a lot of that going on uh overall i mean i don't want like that's but that's not what that's not what, what you know i'm not that's separate of what the cow badly the cowboys defense played um sure uh i think first off that they got no pressure on marcus Mariota. i mean they early on it felt like that they were uh They were getting pretty good pressure on him, and there were times when he had to move around. But once they figured out that they could hold DeMarcus Lawrence all game, they they I mean they basically didn't have anyone that was kind of really being super disruptive. Good on Daniel Ross, man. I mean, you know, finally making good on uh, making good on his uh (laughs) uh you know his his. Promise, this all pro promise, number one uh, defensive <laughs> lineman rated for PFF. Uh, but, uh, you know, He's look, a good player, though. I know. Really yeah, like I him. think so, too. I mean, look, the problem is is that they just they couldn't get enough juice in the pass rush uh, against a, an offensive line that, you know, uh, I, I couldn't believe that Quentin Spain was back. I mean, some of these guys, like, they finally started to get a little bit healthier. So, uh, you know, and I think that we are we're we're just we're just in a spot where like the defensive line is not getting the uh uh the the pressure that they need up front and i think they they really miss david irving and and randy gregory um and mm-hmm. and and if if demarcus lawrence isn't on or isn't being, you know, unless demarcus lawrence is, you know, not being held or not being double teamed, uh we're not getting enough pass rush um and and i think that that's it's been a problem i mean I, the coverage last night i don't know that it was terrible at times i think a lot of it had to do with the fact that mario just had a whole lot of time to throw the ball you know um yeah. so i just think the uh yeah I, I i just think that it's it's one of those things where we need the, we need not only do we need those guys to be back we need them to play at a better level. I mean, David Irving is playing pretty well when he's healthy and when he's playing. But it's time for Randy Gregory to get back and kind of produce because uh, we need someone on that other defensive end spot to, to play well. Because I, I Taco Charlton, I mean, I don't know what he, what's even going on with that guy. I mean, he got hurt after last night, but uh, I mean, he's been the last few weeks, he's been terrible. Uh, you know mm-hmm. Marcus Armstrong's still a rookie, so he's trying to figure things out. You know Crawford gave you some some looks there. And, you know, and then the other thing is that you got b- bad linebacker play happening.
1: You know, and that's the, again that... it wasn't it wasn't good again last night. We talked about it in the Redskins game how the we didn't think the linebackers outside of Lee played well. No, I uh, I didn't think Jalen Leighton certainly
0: night. Lee is the biggest problem. I mean Lee's I, I'm I'm I'm. I'm ready for Lee to sit down. I mean, he's hurt and he's not going back. But
1: uh, it's probably time. It's time, to it's move time for because, him to go. Yeah,
0: because he like there would, on that first touchdown, like dude was barely was, like jogging because he just couldn't, he couldn't, couldn't do get it, there and it wasn't even close. Uh, it's time for Sean Lee to be off the field. I think um, so. There's that, and I think that now you're starting to see the exposure of of Leighton Van Uh Maybe catching up with him a certain degree. I don't know that he didn't play badly. They, neither one of them played horribly, but there were Layton just missed there were so three many or four zone. different that's plays not, that's
1: not characteristic. of
0: him. Yeah, and there were three or four different plays where they just they 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 looked confused. So, um, yeah, I just it's I, I don't know the linebacker play was not great, and I think that that combined with uh, uh, you know the defensive line specifically in the interior not having the best game all night, Um, you know, they, they just, they got pushed around and the run game was working for uh, Tennessee. And that allowed for them to be more balanced. And and when the passing, I mean, they were almost 80% on third down. That's really where the defense incredible, like, you know, could, I mean, if you want to talk about one stat, screw turnovers, you want to talk about the stat that told the story of this game, Go look at the third down conversion rates for each team. That's the story of the game, is that the the, the Titans converted everything. Cowboys, I mean, couldn't even get ahead of the chains by third down.
1: Eleven of fourteen on third down for the Titans. Dallas was five of eleven. Yeah, I don't know. About, the I don't other know my math, but that's game, almost eighty percent. It's got to
0: be close, right? Like that's yeah, yeah that's seventy nine percent. Jesus, that's that's. I mean, uh, that's got to be historic level highs. Like, I mean, that's no uh, one does eighty percent conversion rates on third down. I mean, that's unbelievable.
1: It is. Um, I sat in front of my computer last night watching the game film, and I was just. Speechless because of you know just the, how bad this defense had played. It it brought back memories of Dallas in 2013 trying to stop the Saints on Monday, or on Sunday Night Football. I was at I was that at was. that game.
0: I was in it was in Dallas. I was at that game. Dez scored two long touchdowns, and you know just they could not cover Dez at all. But it did make a difference because the Dallas defense could not
1: stop Drew Brees in New Orleans. No, I, I was thinking of a different game, the one where they had forty first downs.
0: Oh, that, yeah, I, I know a, which one you're talking about. A different New Orleans game, yeah. I'm talking about the one in yeah. Dallas that was, yeah, the Dez had the two long touchdowns. Dez
1: beat right. Patrick Robinson a couple times. Yeah. yeah, I remember that one as well. Oh wow! Well. All right, that is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Follow Layden at McCoolBCB. You can follow the show at lockdown Cowboys. And I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier, and we will see you next time.